Hello, welcome to our roundtable. So today we're going to be discussing um, something that I think we all struggle with or have struggled with at some point. Um, upon your awakening, how do you navigate this desire that you have that we tend to have um, to just make sure to share this knowledge and to share this passion that we found and wanting to get everyone on board with it? Yeah, so welcome everybody. I'm Victoria Mador from Some Healing Tribe. And um, hi everybody, I'm Natalie from N5 Tribe Life Coaching. Hi everyone, it's MJ with MJ Guiding Others. And I'm Elvis. And Melvis, I forgot to give my name. So this is a Melvis from the Four Elements Healing. And yeah, I have um this is something that is kind of personal to me because, well, I think to all of us, because it's such a the journey at the beginning. Um, and even it's not even just at the beginning, it's throughout because it's you just keep, you know, as you keep just peeling these layers and um and growing there's this like desire and almost need to like, you know, scream it from the rooftops and get these people to like understand where you're coming from, particularly when you're sharing information, there's so much resistance that can come back at you from certain, certain people in your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're right. Like, I think it's layers of layers. And when we think, like if you look back when you first thought that you awakened. Yeah, you're like, right. Oh, you're there now. <laughs> like, oh, you just started. <laughs> but it's so cute though. It's like a, a baby being born, you know, like, oh, so precious. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I find like this awakening process, it's almost like initially it's like waking up from a dream, like a dream you didn't even know you were in until you're like jolted out of it. And and then on this path, I think there comes a point where you have to accept that like social resistance is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. What do you and think? The so yeah, the social resistance is, is real. And I think it's real because we shift. There, there was some a shift that happened with us with our awakening. So we're not being the same person or acting the same way or showing up in the same way. And I'm not saying good or bad, right? Releasing that, but we're just showing up differently because we've shifted. And for me in particular, I used to be the outgoing, happy, friendly, lively person for my family, event planner. I was there, party plan. Like, and then when I first started coming awake or after my spiritual, the first stage, because like you said, it's layers, it's an onion. The first stage for me, I realized I went really within and I got quiet. And my whole family was like, well, Nat, why aren't you planning our, our next barbecue? And you always plan this by this date. And wait a minute, you didn't even start the card game. And I'm like, you know what, guys, I'm just in a different space. And I started saying, yeah, because I learned about meditation and, uh, and they would just look at me dumbfounded, but I wanted to share that information with them. And that resistance was so hard because I shifted externally and you could see it. Um, and my, that, that first instinct of wanting to share my newfound knowledge of it was so high, but the more I did it, the more people just gave me funny looks. And I slowly realized that it wasn't for me to share at that time. So I just kind of explained to my family that 
I was going through an evolving learning process and that, yeah, I am going to be more of an introvert at times versus the extrovert that I always thought I had to be. That was the thing too. I thought I had to be that, but I, I didn't. Yeah, that's so funny that you say that because as, as we continue on this journey, you kind of release things that you thought you had to do and thought you had to be and you no longer have to play those roles right 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 so I think um while you were talking I kept seeing the movie Avatar you know like when Jay goes into uh Pandora and he's living in the dream and then he's like I don't know what's the difference between the dream and this reality anymore so everything starts merging yeah. that that image came out uh, go ahead, MJ. That's funny. Uh, Natalie, Natalie, like you, I went into hermit mode. I went into hermit mode. I'm still in hermit mode. It's been wonderful having you guys as support. But far as the individuals after my spiritual awakening, the ones that are still in my circle, it's interesting because we'll have discussions, right? But not about, you know, what I now come to find out spiritually right so it's interesting the only times that that i really could can uh really say what i want to say is through my videos while in hermit mode when i have my uh, videos with you guys and what i do independently i can express myself and i know they're watching my videos hey all my friends and loved ones. And it's very important that, you know, I get to express myself, you know, uh, with you all. And when I do, it's like I get ignored, you know. But the great thing to know, it is opening that door for new individuals to come in that already feel similar to how we feel. That community that we have and that continues to grow. Sometimes I just wish it would get here a lot faster so more support can come in, you know, so I can completely go out of hermit mode. <laughs> uh, that's, um, yeah, when we start diving in, right? And we start tapping in and expressing, we, we tend to attract similar people that are resonating at the same frequency. So that's beautiful. I think for me, just to, um, share a little bit about my own personal experience. Uh, one of the things that I found the most difficult during the process was going from this person that was a specific way to someone completely different to what others could see from the yeah. outside. And for them, it was very uncomfortable because they were used to a different version of me. And when I didn't fit into those bosses anymore, it was like, oh my God, maybe she's going crazy. Maybe we need to have her see a psychiatrist. And oh my goodness, I cannot believe she's actually touching a tobacco. And wh what is that? Like, wh why is she doing that? And now we're going to get sick because we, we are around the tobacco. And it's not something that I was doing every day. But when I did it, the immediate family members will get very concerned that I was kind of losing it. And they will be like, okay, I think she actually is losing it. And we might, at any point, might need to call 911 because <laughs> of everything that was happening. So getting, getting to be okay with the fact that they had to learn the new version of me and be patient with that took a lot of courage and time and 
impatience because I wanted just to shake them and be like, it's okay, I'm okay. But I had to understand and expect that they were seeing the outer layers of the chief, right? And, and that comes with a lot of discomfort. So eventually it gets to the point where people are okay with the new version. They get used to the new you, right? But it, it definitely takes time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, what I tell my clients um, now of looking back from, you know, my, my, my process, um, when you're just like initiating and when you're getting, when you're starting your, your dive into this knowledge that, you know, that opens up for all of us, um, the last thing you want is self-doubt. So, from personal experience, it's really advisable. I, I advise my clients, you know, keep it light. Like, don't, you don't have to lay all this out. Um, you really have to lead by example. Like, ch- you have, have to honor yourself and your mm-hmm. truth in, on, the, you know, on, on any, on any path, but, um, but keep it light. Don't try to, to just change people's minds because no one is, it, we all have free will, right? And we, no one changed our mind. We got here at the divine timing that we were meant to, to open up to this universal truth. Um, and they will too. And like you guys said, those who resonate with you are going to gravitate to you and you're going to, to align to those people, to that group. Right. But, but at the same time, I think it's important to also remind people that they do also have to stay on the ground because sometimes what happens is that people try to adjust to the other people in order to be okay with those people and sometimes is letting go of those people because that's not who you are anymore or waiting for that time when they can level up to where you are right so I think it's going to be very different for everybody like there is no one size at all where for somebody's like, you know, that person is no longer resonating with you and anything you say is an attack on, on you and your persona. So perhaps you need to move on. But if it's somebody that you need to be patient with and loving and kind and just wait and see, definitely keep some of the stuff for yourself and you don't have to overshare. So to both of your points too, Victoria, you mentioned earlier that being okay having them be okay with this new version of you. But be, before that, like being okay with this new version of ourselves for ourselves, like that that was also part of the journey. Like when I was shifting and everybody was noticing, then that self-doubt started coming. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't learn this. Maybe I'm too weird. Maybe I need a psychiatrist. So starting to become okay with the shifts within yourself first, like first hands down, then the rest can start to happen because it is, it's, it's pretty different. It's, it's different for all of us, not one size fits all. And if you're not grounded and sure of yourself and what you're learning and what you're growing into, no one else is going to be able to understand it. And not that you have to explain it to them, but getting that like self rooted in like that truth. And Melvis, you said this in your own truth is so important. And I want to share that here because a lot of people are getting are having a spiritual awakening, especially in the last few years. And and it's confusing at first. It's really confusing. MJ, you wanted to say something? Yes. 
So I wanted to, just to share with, with you all, the population that I work with, vulnerable populations, uh, incarcerated uh, persons. Now, they want one side of MJ. They want the side, the life coaching part, you know, helping them with resources, helping them to uh, build up courage to go into society and, and, and do well. But they don't want the side that is the spiritual side of me. Now, the dreams are becoming more powerful. Experiences are becoming more intense for me. And there is to a point where I am expressing all, all of it. And what happens is that I, I, I feel kind of stuck with my clients at times where they hear the spiritual part of it, but they just want the other side of it. So those are the things that I am battling right now. Uh, it, it can be very difficult, but I am definitely trying to uh, reach them in ways that they haven't been reached before. I feel adamant that they can get both sides of it, but they still want the services that I am rendering to them. Do you guys want to share anything regarding that? Well, I think my question would be, what are they coming to you for? Because if they're coming for spiritual services, of course, that is something that you're going to hopefully provide. But if they're coming for life coaching, it may not require the spiritual side because for someone that is trying to make ends meet to pay the house, to pay the car, to pay insurance or whatever it is, how basic necessities. Perhaps the spiritual part is no priority right now because we need to make ends meet, right? So it really depends on what the clients are coming for. And I think respecting that nobody's ready for what we have to say. And that's why sometimes with my clients, they, they have this joke sometimes like, oh, she's talking in riddles. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just trying not to infuse you with my own views because those are my own views. And during a regression hypnosis or shamanic um, journey, you are very susceptible to what I say. And I have to be very careful what and how I say it so that I don't infuse you with my perspective that may take you for a long journey of doubts and this and that. So being respectful to the soul, right? That what you're working on is your journey and what I have to work on, which everybody continues to work on, right? So my own journey is my own journey and I have to respect that. So I try to be very careful with how, what and how I say it so that I don't create any issues with my clients. And I think that comes with the respect that we need for each other. So I don't try to put a specific perspective on anyone. Um, and being able to do that, I think also can be a very powerful gift because where I want you to be, you might get there faster than me, or you might be over that, or you might be coming up to that in the next week or month or year. So mm -hmm. respecting that journey, I think is key. So we don't, we don't have that interfer inner interference with ourselves. That's, that's my perspective. I love that. Me too. And I love that the respecting the soul because it's so true. And as I delved deeper into my spiritual awakening, I realized 
it was my experience and everyone else's was their experience and separating that made it easier for me to not want to overshare or, Hey, come try this meditation or come to this class with me or let's, you know, we do get so excited because we're learning so much and we're expanding. Mm. But I, I, when I got to a certain, like the layers, right. When I got to another layer of my, my spiritual awakening, I realized I was like, wait, this is my experience. And it happened exactly the way it was supposed to. I think Imovis, you said divine timing. So that kind of helped me calm down and make me realize like, wait, those are their individual choices and individual souls and individual lives. Like they get to have their experience and sure, maybe I can talk about it, but I can't manipulate it. I can't force it. And that, that really helped me. And it, even to this day, because I'm still growing and I'm still learning, I don't just go out there and spew it all. Like the people who want it will come and they will show up. And I think as coaches, all of us are or healers. That's what's happening to us. They're showing up for what we have. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. I think a few of you mentioned the self-doubt thing, how grounding a Melvis um, and going through that timing and respecting all of that. I want, I would like for you to share what has been your journey with once you felt like you awakened, um, what was the journey of being able to be good with you? Like Natalie said, like, are you really good with yourself or were you going through the loops of the self-doubt? Um, currently or like in my journey? No, in the journey in general. Um, you know, initially it's so initially you're trying to, to really like make sense of, of it all, of everything that's happening inside of you and, um, and everything. And myself, as I've said before, I'm a big, uh, information gatherer. So, you know, I had to read everything and, and find out everything. So initially it was a lot. Um, and that's why I said earlier, like, it's so vital for me at least to not overshare in that during that time when you're just still kind of ten tentative, uh, trying to navigate the, the your spiritual awakening, because these doubts just make it, you know, other people's doubts. And, and a lot of the other people's doubts are just like, they concern, like legitimate concern. And they think we're crazy. Heck, sometimes we think we're crazy. I went through that. <laughs> but so that's why, um, yeah, for me, initially, I, I just quietly, uh, like just digested everything I could. Um, as you come more into being able to fully trust what's coming up for you, for, for me, um, as I've come to really um, ground myself in that and, and accept that this is where I am, it's become a lot easier to just release the, the need to get people to understand where I'm coming from or to or to need to tell them, um, this is my journey, this is my walk, and I'm comfortable in it. And I don't, you know, and I'm so thankful for you ladies that, that we've come into each other's life um, and other people that, that I've met, but uh, it gets easier. So hang in there, just, you need to just honor yourself and your truth and, and everything aligns. It does get easier. Melvis, that was so perfectly put to answer your question, Victoria, about the self-doubt. It lingered for a while at the beginning, um, but as we talked about, and I think two episodes ago, we talked about our higher self and connecting with our higher selves. 
I think the more I was connecting with my higher self, it was like a natural trusting and like just the self, it was kind of like a lever. It was like the more I connected to my, the trusting and the self-doubt kind of went down. So for me and, and watch our episode on the higher self, it was really good. But when I was able to really tap in, connect, open, revisit, remember, however you want to word it, that built up that trust and that like knowing that inner knowing that we all have and we just all the external voices are hard, you know, but we have that. So that's what helps me really get past the self-doubt and the crazy thoughts and the people looking at me like I was crazy because it happens to all of us. It still happens, actually. Like every once in a while, I'm like, hey, have you guys heard about this? And my friends are like, and it's crickets. So I'm like, okay, maybe you're not ready yet. So it gets easier, as Melvis said. And just that trust, that trust that's right here is paramount. What about you, MJ? Well, I know I missed the higher self uh, topic last time, but that has been tremendous for me. Um, I connect with my higher self through through my dreams, uh, divination. Um, I actually built an altar for my higher self and built a wonderful, we have a wonderful relationship now as of this year. So that's been helpful with learning uh, who I am and trusting in myself, you know, with that part of it. So I just continue to grow and grow in in that sense. And uh, all the doubt is slowly, you know, uh, diminishing from my life. So I'm thankful for that. That's beautiful. I The first time I heard of someone doing uh, an answer for the higher self, like I had shields all over me. I was like, ah, the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have how many yeah, like how many people owners themselves in a way? Yeah, and, 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 and it's and funny because treatment? in my altar, um, the different energies that are there represent a specific thing that I need within me. So, and that's how I have been able to make the most connection with them. So that, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Anything else you would like to share in regards to just really tapping into your process and how you have respected where others are so that it doesn't create any conflict within family members, friends. I know a lot of people that they have even separated or divorced because they were no longer resonating at the same frequency after awakening, which is something that is very common. It happened. I mean, I think going back again to trusting yourself and grounding within yourself first, like it's hard when other people don't understand you. Sure. And you understand you or get you get to understand yourself. So I think going back to that and remembering that everyone has their own experience, everyone. And so and so will you. So, yeah, I I think for for those people that are trying to make very quick decisions about oh my goodness, this is no longer working because X, Y, and C. One of the things that I always like to remind my clients is sometimes those people are there to trigger you so that you can continue your awakening process because <laughs> the awakening is just like being born, right? Like you're out of the belly now. And then you have seven years to this, like really bringing all the different pieces of your soul that really create your higher self. So you have seven years approximately for you to really 
anchor your higher self within you. So within that time frame, there's going to be so many ups and downs. Oh, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, spiritual awakening, it's a natural process that, that's triggered by personal factors. And, and there are no external factors that, that can forcibly trigger it. So don't put your energy towards waking others up. Put your energy towards, you know, yourself and honoring your truth and aligning to your higher aligning to your higher self and building that that we've you know we've been given a gift we are able to um to we've unlocked these parts of ourselves that have always been there but we didn't know it and um just really honor that and yeah beautifully said it was like perfectly said <laughs> agreed <laughs> and now the dark side of me wants to say something well the the other side of me just wants to bring up the point that sometimes when people do go through very uh whatever awakening you're going whether it's really fast or really slow sometimes there are outside forces that do interrupt your process of you doing your inner work so And those outside forces, not to contradict what you're saying, because you are right. This is a very internal process. But the outside forces that we think are outside are shadow versions of ourselves that we need to work mm-hmm. through to release so that we can do what we came here to do. So I'm not going to get too much into the dark. <laughs> we can do that on another session. Another yes. Session. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Anything else? No, thank you. No, great discussion. Yeah, thank see you, you next so week. Thank you. See you guys. Bye, Bye everybody. Okay.